Welcome to Mrs. Flick's Picks, where busy moms can find the best books for their kids. Join me in my mission to cultivate children's moral imagination through good stories, beautifully written. Hello, and welcome back to Mrs. Flick's Picks. I'm Carrie Flick, and I am delighted to have you join me today. I'd like to address what I've termed the princess problem. Girls these days are bombarded with Disney princess everything. From dress-up clothes, to cereal bowls, to dolls, to tennis shoes, these lovely heroines are marketed everywhere and on everything. And far too often, children, and even adults are only familiar with the Disney version of the fairy tale. Now, I have no problem with artistic license and creativity when producing a retelling of an old story. But there is one particular common thread that runs through every single Disney princess film. Discontentment. All of these stories open with the heroines wrestling with their own unsatisfied desires, whether it's to find their true love, as in Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty, or the thrill of adventure and travel, as in Beauty and the Beast, or the lure of another world in The Little Mermaid. Jasmine is bored and feels trapped by her palace life. Mulan is frustrated that she can't be the ideal daughter her parents expect, and Rapunzel is tired of tower tedium. But in the original fairy tales, none of these figures were discontented. On the contrary, they fulfilled their duties, regardless of how physically taxing or mentally exhausting, without complaint. The whole concept of longing for another life, or questioning their assigned role, is totally foreign. Contrast that with today's culture messaging. Dream big. Shoot for the moon and you'll land on a star. Follow your heart. There's a world of difference between being courageous out of a desire to serve and save others versus demanding a different destiny that stems from bitter seeds of discontent and resentment. I'm not here to bash the Disney films. I can belt out the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack with the best of them. But make sure that your daughters also have a picture of who Jesus is calling them to be. Daughters of the King, yes but the king who did not raise his voice in the streets and never demanded his rights. Let them read stories that show the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in the king's sight. So to help you in this endeavor, my picks today are all proper princess stories, of course. And this one is one of the most lovely illustrated editions I've ever seen. It's Snow White, retold and illustrated by Charles Santore. The story itself is the classic Brothers Grimm version. When Snow White is nearly murdered by the huntsman and is forced to run away, she's only eight years old. But she is so gentle and kind and good that even the wild animals of the forest do not harm her. It is the illustrations of this book which make it so stunning and memorable, 
Each character is so well-defined and realistic that it is a pleasure to look at them. But I also love this version because of its emphasis on the Wicked Queen's jealousy. Contrary to what she believes, the Queen's worst enemy is actually herself, not Snow White. It is her own enslavement to vanity and jealousy that leads to her misery and eventual death. Even her manner of death testifies to her legacy of envy. When she is forced to put on a pair of magical shoes, she literally dances herself to death. She had truthfully been dancing towards death all along, forever trying to always outshine and overwhelm any competitor for the fairest of them all trophy. Get a hardback version of this one. I promise it will see lots of loving wear and tear over the years. This next princess story is another fairy tale, but an original one by George MacDonald. It's called The Light Princess, and it's not so much a book as a short story. I've included two different links in the show notes because one is significantly cheaper, but with, I think, really unattractive illustrations. The second link is a keepsake edition that I adore. It comes in a leather binding and features black and white woodcuts. But anyway... On to the story itself. It begins as every fairy tale should, in a faraway land, at a faraway time, in the castle of a king and queen who desperately want a child. Their long-awaited wish is finally granted, and they are blessed with a beautiful baby girl. Unfortunately, the baby is cursed by the king's hideous sister, who is herself a princess, yet also a witch. Because of the witch's curse, the newborn girl is transformed into a, literally, light princess. Gravity has no effect on her. She cannot walk, but floats about. More disturbing, though, is her complete and total lack of gravity in the other sense. She lives only to laugh. Nothing is serious for her. It is all amusement. Other people's worries, dangers angry outbursts, physical pain, nothing and no one can make her grave or empathetic. And even her laughter sounds hollow and empty. But as this is a proper princess story, there is a prince who chances to meet the princess and loves her entirely. He is troubled by her lack of care for other people, but he loves her all the same. And when the thing which is most precious to the princess in all the world, a certain lake near the castle, begins to disappear little by little, the prince decides to sacrifice his own life to save it. What makes this particular sacrifice so poignant, though, is the utter disregard the princess has for it. She watches his life ebb away and still only has concern over her precious lake. The prince, however, because he is a true prince and truly in love, continues to pour out his life and soaks in the joy of seeing his maiden's deepest desire fulfilled. I won't spoil the ending for you, but I will say that it's a perfect example of Christ dying for us while we were still sinners. And the prince's kindness does lead the princess to repentance. But you'll have to read the book for yourself to hear the happily ever after. 
as a read aloud, it's good for ages six and up. And finally, my last pick for you is A Little Princess by Frances Hodgson Burnett. This enduring children's classic isn't about an actual princess, but it is a Cinderella story. A little girl named Sarah comes from a loving but motherless home. Although her beloved father has showered her with the best of clothes, books, and dolls, she isn't spoiled or proud at all. When she's taken to a boarding school while her father is overseas, she is treated almost as royalty. That is, until word is received that her father has died and has left her with nothing but debts to pay for her life of luxury. She is immediately turned into a servant at the school and is given the most wretched of living conditions. Sarah regularly goes hungry and cold, and yet she still finds ways to be generous and kind to others, while also using her imagination to build castles in the air for herself and anyone else willing to join her. Stories are one of the ways Sarah perseveres through her suffering. She tells herself fairy tales. She reminds herself of the truth of happy endings. The book almost runs the risk of being too sentimental, but Burnett does a really good job of making Sarah's suffering and hope believable. It's inspiring for us all to find beauty among ashes. I'd save it for girls ages 8 and up. And that wraps up this week's picks. I can't wait for next week, and until then, happy reading!